Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to Backroom Beauty Talks. My name is Misty Jane, and I am a money coach for hairstylists. I help self-motivated stylists get their financial shit together, creating healthy relationships with money, opening up more options for the future, and eliminating that paycheck-to-paycheck life. I created Backroom Beauty Talks because I wanted to bring real, raw, and unedited conversations to you, uplifting the beauty industry one stylist at a time. Hello there, friends. Welcome to Backroom Beauty Talks. Today, I am talking with my friend, Jen. Jen is a hairstylist and a new salon owner in Fredericksburg, Virginia. The reason that I asked her to be on this podcast is because a couple weeks ago, I started talking in my stories and on my page about hustle culture and kind of the conversation that was happening in the industry where some people... We're kind of demonizing the idea of um, promoting hustle culture or, you know, there's like the non-hustlers and then there's the hustlers. And there was just a little bit of like a social media um, conversation happening of uh, about it. And her and I chatted in our DMs a little bit after some things that um, I had said in my in my stories because I basically was stating that um, are we mad at the word or are we mad at the idea? Are we mad at hustle or are we mad at burnout? So I really love the way that she articulated um, her feelings around hustling. And like she says, hustle with intention. So I really love this conversation. Listen till the end because it's just so many good nuggets. She just speaks so well on this. Um, And please enjoy. If you liked this conversation, don't forget to screenshot it. Share it with your friends on Instagram and please leave a review. There's so many amazing reviews and the more reviews that um, this podcast gets, the more people get to see it. Um, And that just makes me happy. So thank you so much and enjoy. Hi, Jen. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I am super excited to talk about this because um, I know last week, a couple weeks ago, um, I posted about the conversation around hustle culture and people hating on it and people say, you know, all the things. And you and I talked in my DMs and you articulated exactly how I feel as well so well. Thank you. So I want to talk about that a little bit today. So first, just kind of tell the people who you are, what you do kind of thing. So my name's Jennifer. Um, My home base is in Fredericksburg, Virginia. 
I've been a stylist here now for about nine years. I went independent about five years ago. And then six months ago, I opened my own hair salon. Um, and it's booth rental. And we are actually in the works of doing a second location. Yay. Um, so it's super exciting. Um, so yeah, just a hairstylist and salon owner. Your salon is absolutely beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Thank like, you. We just opened and I'm like already redoing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like a house, right? Like it's like never ending. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm there just as much, if not more. Oh, I'm sure. I bet. It's got to be your second home or your home. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. I want it to feel like home when I go. So when I posted on Instagram, I was kind of talking about there was this kind of, I don't want to say it was a feud, but there was this thing happening where, you know, somebody was talking about how they hustled and then other people were saying it was toxic to talk about that and, and all of that. And I, I said in my stories that are we mad at hustle or are we mad at burnout? Right. So tell me your feels about that. I think, and you said something too about it being like we're attacking the word and there's a misconception of the word. I think that, I think we're mad at burnout um, because burnout is super unhealthy. I've done it. I've done it more than once because I didn't learn my lesson the first time. Right. Uh, I am a workaholic, but it is work is something I enjoy whatever it is. I just enjoy working. Um, but I think that we're attacking this hustle word. I just, I don't know anything that you can be successful at. And I could be wrong. I, you know, I don't know everything, but I don't know anything you can be successful at that you don't have to hustle in some way, shape or form, whether it be work or health or family I mean, do you want to be healthy? You've got to go to the doctor and go to the gym and eat good. Do you want, do you want to have a family? You've got to plan and do all the things and go to the doctor again. You know, if you want to have a successful business, you have to work hard and make choices and decisions and put effort forth. I think hustle is effort. Yes. I like and that. I think that hustle can lead to burnout mm -hmm. easily you have to definitely rein it in sometimes but I don't think that hustle is burnout well and what I find interesting too is is some of the people that I see that are saying that these conversations around hustle are toxic they've all been through it right they've all hustled in one way or another they've all burnt out in one way or another right. and I almost wonder is can you even hit a certain point in your life where you find this happiness in your journey without burning out at least once? I don't know if you can. I mean, I feel like it's one of those situations where the bad days make you appreciate the good. Well, and I, you have to learn, right? Like learn from experience, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Like if you don't know what burnout is, then how, like, I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't want you to, because I don't want anybody to experience burnout because it's hard. right. And I think that's what people are getting at. Like, don't burn out. But I mean, still work hard, still hustle. Right. I think it's finding the flow in it, right? Like, Absolutely. like knowing that you have to do the extra work and put it, like, I always say that I have hustle seasons. You know, like if I have something that like, I know I need to accomplish, like that's like a hustle season, but I can't live in that season. No, like, no, I will be miserable. 
And that's like what I said to you. I have learned how to hustle with intention. Yes, so, that's that was my favorite. Yes. So, Expand on that, please. <laughs> so, I mean, there are things it's it's almost like a hustle season. There are things that will need my attention for an extended period of time. So, a prime example was me opening my salon. This this was my salon was literally a last minute decision. The decision to open a salon happened within one week. How and did that just, happen? Did somebody just say like, I'm selling this? Do you want it? Like, no, no. So <laughs> I was at a salon and we reopened from the pandemic. Um, and I just, it was a booth rental salon. So everybody there runs their own business. And I just, I, I didn't agree with how everybody in the building was handling the COVID precautions. Mm -hmm. And I had several guests who I had, I had one guest that looked up to me. It was like day two and everybody's scared. They're still terrified. We just reopened. And she looked up at me and she said, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah. okay, like I can't, I can't operate my business like this. I need to protect my clients. Yeah. So in that moment, I made the decision and by the end of the week, I had looked at the building, signed the contracts, and four months later, it was open. Wow. So, and this is, this is in the middle, this is, was in the thick of the pandemic. So I couldn't get, I mean, all of my uh, materials were back ordered. I couldn't find lumber mm. because that, that was when prices weren't that bad, but there just wasn't any of it. Um, so now buying wood is like gold. Oh God. I just had to, I just built a shelf and it Ugh. was like five boards for $250. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but so my, in, in that situation, um, I had to, one day I drove to four different lows to find all of the things that I needed. I, there, I definitely think at the end of it, I did get to burnout. Um, I'd be lying if I said that I did it, but I hustled hard in that four months and I hustled with intention. What needs to get done? What do I need to accomplish today? Um, okay, today I have the day off. I'm going to go to these four lows. I'm going to get all of my cabinets that I need, or I have the electrician coming in tomorrow and I need X, Y, and Z done in the shop. So there were times when I was, uh, in a friend's little studio doing hair still, from about 10 o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock at night because we couldn't double book. I couldn't have more than one person in the chair at the time. So it, you know, I had longer days behind the chair. And then I would come home. I would put my kids to bed. My husband works nights, so he would leave. My brother-in-law lives with us. I would hand him the baby monitor. And at nine o'clock, I would turn around and go back to my salon and I'd work in the building until two or 3 a.m trying to get things done so something else could get accomplished the next day and it was about two weeks of that right at the end and that was really really hard but I knew it had to get done and it was the intention behind it of in two this is two weeks it was it was a hustle season it's two weeks and in two weeks I'm going to open these doors and it's going to be worth it there was a reward at the end a payoff uh, a break a huge break so even though it was hard and I was tired and I, I cried and I literally say that that building was built on blood, sweat, and tears. And I don't know which one was more of it. <laughs> right. 
Hopefully it wasn't blood. <laughs> there was blood. <laughs> um, but uh, you just have to, you find something that you want to do and you do it. And sometimes you have to work harder at it. And that's okay. Working hard is good. And it makes you feel good. I know it makes me feel good. Because when clients come in and go, oh my God, Jen, look at this place. It's like, thank you. And they're, you know, they're like, oh, like, wow, I really love this thing back here. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I drywalled and mudded that. Right. I did the concrete work on that or, you know, and it like, it's really, it makes you feel really accomplished as a person. Now, if and, you were to go back, would you do anything differently or could you have done anything differently? Or is it pretty much exactly how it needed to be? I think, um, there are things that I would have done differently, but if I was hitting a complete reset button, I wouldn't have known at the time that I needed to do it differently. Right. Right. You know, like I would have hired a different contractor. Right. Um, I would have ordered my equipment sooner. I had it, it took me 10 weeks to get my equipment. Well, yeah, COVID made everything difficult. But even in like the hustle aspects, like if you, you know, you were working long days, you were coming home, momming, and then going back out, like, like, is there any point where it's like, you know what, I could have, I don't know, paid this person to do this and I could have stayed home that day or whatever. Like it, like, was there any of that or was it like, that's Not just how it had to be? No, I think it had to be that way. I think I had to work that hard and I've learned from it now that I've done other things in the salon where I go, I don't ever want to drywall and mud again. Right. So I'm going to pay somebody, but I, I worked hard and my funds were very limited because this was not something I saved up for. Right. So I had to go in and do those things and I didn't have the money to pay other people. Right. But because I hustled and I worked hard, the payoff is that now I'm in a place where I can work three days behind the chair and I can pay somebody to come in and build me a wall. I can pay somebody to come in and do the flooring. Yes. Feels good. But I had, it's like one of those things like, you know, circling back to what you just said, I had, I had to burn out a little bit to appreciate the fact that I can, I can let other people do things or I can take a seat, step back and this can get done tomorrow kind of. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. That's, that's, I think my question. And I don't think none of us will know the answer and for until years down the road, because right now, and, and I don't want people to burn out either. You know, no. it's like, I don't, I'm not saying like you need to burn out or you will not be successful. I am not saying that at all, but <laughs> I also am seeing this trend of where people are saying, don't burn out, don't burn out. But I don't, I've never seen somebody hit a certain level that hasn't burnt out yet. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like is it, not that it's a rite of passage. I don't mean it that way, but like, I don't, I want to see a stylist that comes right out of school, like gets busy right away without working hard. <laughs> you know, makes a shit ton of money, sticks to her boundaries. Like, I want to see that. And then I'll go, okay, you don't have to, you know, go that route. Like, yeah. because I haven't seen that yet. And I think, I mean, and some people, I think too, what's hard is because some people love what they do some, so much, maybe they don't look at it as hustling. 
Well, and I think that's it. I mean, I think when you love, you have to love the journey, you know, like, and I think that's part of it. It's like, I think it's trying to teach people. And I think it's the wording. I really do. I think that everyone's just angry about how things are being said. Right. So even at the beginning of this conversation, you said, I'm a workaholic, but you love it. So then are you a workaholic though? Because a workaholic is kind of negative and it's like a trauma response, you know, but if you love it, you just are somebody who enjoys working. Yeah. And I think I've had to find the balance in being a workaholic because I think personally for many years in true Capricorn fashion (laughs) went full, like every day, all day. And it's something else that you and I talked about too. And, um, on Insta was the idea of, I have to be busy. Yes. I had to be busy. If I wasn't doing something, I wasn't accomplishing anything. And that's not true. I have found that in being a workaholic is self-care and time off and time with family and all of those things. So it's just, again, again, hustle with intention. I have, I go in and I work three long days behind the chair, Mm -hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I put on that hairstylist hat and that is the only person I am that day. I am Jen, the hairstylist, period. If I have to take something with the shop that needs my attention, if it needs my attention immediately, of course I'll do it. But otherwise it's Monday or Friday. The shop gets my attention Monday, Friday. And that's when I put on the salon owner hat. And that is who I am on those days. Um, As soon as we're done recording this, I'm going to the salon. I'm taking the the retail shelf that I built. I'm taking in supplies. I'm going to mop the floor. I'm going to do all that kind of stuff. And then Saturday and Sunday is just Jen. It's just me. It's just my family. And I have, that's, those are those boundaries I've put in place. But on Monday through Friday is my hustle days. Get it done, accomplish the things. And then I can relax on Saturday and Sunday. And do you feel guilt in the relaxing? Not at all. Not anymore. But Not I anymore. Think, yeah, that's. <laughs> I think that comes from the burnout. Yes. You know, it was always somebody, a client needed me, um, just anything like that. And I would, I would, I was at their beck and call and it, it got to a point of burnout. Mm-hmm. where it made me miserable, where I resented them texting me. Yes. Like, like it's, it's Sunday morning. Like, do you have anything better to do? But I created that. Mm-hmm. So now I've implemented the boundaries and this is, I, I work these days. I'm reachable these days. And then the, you, and I tell my clients, you can still text me on Saturday and Sunday. You can call me, you can leave me a voicemail. But I ain't answering. <laughs> I'll respond to you on Monday. Right. And that's when I sit down and that's, that's my, my work hat on Monday. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, when it comes to working hard or whatever, like everyone's capacity is different, right? Absolutely. So like it takes self-reflection to know like, what is it that you need and being okay with it and not letting the outside pressures of hustle culture anti all of the things like interfere like if you want to sit and chill on the weekend like that I'm like that like on the weekends like I don't want to think about work like I just want to be at home and it for a long time it it makes you feel guilty because you Mm -hmm. see all these other well you you know you need to be up late working on this or that and blah 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 it's like but I don't you might need that I don't need that like so I think it I think there's 
I don't think it's not one size fits all. No, it's not. And I think you really need to be able to self-reflect and know when to pivot. I think that's super important too, because sometimes work needs a little bit more attention. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need a little bit more time off and yeah. to be able to recognize that and kind of shift focus um, because otherwise you're going to burn out. Right. But well, I- and understanding that rest and like self-care and family time like is productive. Oh, 100%. Sometimes we need to hustle at self-care. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That took me a while. Did that take you a while though? Like that took me to since like the, like two months ago Oh, to to not feel guilty for just like sitting on the couch and reading a book, you know? Oh, absolutely. That is like my mom rebellion. I get home at night and I just sit on the sofa and like, don't move. Yeah. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Self care. Sometimes on the way home, I'll stop and get fast food and I'll and sit, just in, sit in the car yep, and eat it. Cause I don't yeah. want to hear, Oh, you got, you got Chick-fil-A. No, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> just got me something. Yeah. Don't even look at me. Don't even look at me, <laughs> but it's so true. I think, I mean, I think at the end of the day, well, I'm very big on like, everyone just worry about your damn self. <laughs> so like, <laughs> Me too. I think, I think we're too worried with what everybody else is doing. Right. I think it is really amazing to, to be able to tell other people, this is how I did it. This is where I burnt out. Try to avoid this. Exactly. Try to avoid going too far. But I think, you know, sharing that with other people and caring and, and not wanting other people to go through the bad things and make the same mistakes that you did is amazing. And I think I love that part of our society now where we're sharing our journeys and helping build each other up. But there's also this like, like, like they're attacking the word hustle. No hustle, go hustle. You want to hustle, hustle, do it. Just be careful. And depend on, it depends on the timeline, right? Like, like what does somebody want? Like, do you want to build this business or do you, I'll, you know, I'll use money. Do you want to get out of debt quicker? You have to do harder things to make it happen faster. Like you just have to, it's just how life works. You want to open that business. You know, you want it open within two months or however long, like you need to hustle or it's going to be four months or five months or, you know what I mean? Like, it's like a choice that you're making. So you're making a choice. Like, are you going to sacrifice your time, your money, your sanity, like a shorter period of time faster, or are you going to try and, you know, and be something that you can actually like sustain longer, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's that long-term hustle and grind that leads to burnout. Those hustle seasons where you have a goal in mind. I think it's really important to have a goal in mind. And I think that's what I lacked for a long time. It was just get in all the clients, make all the money, be busy all the time. But what was I trying to achieve? Where was my end? There was no end. There was no finish line. And I was just going and going and going and going and going. And then I finally realized that I didn't have a why. Mm -hmm. I was just being busy for the sake of being busy. And I burnt out. Yes. Well, that comes back to hustling with intention. Yes. And hustle seasons. I like them both. I love yeah. them both. They, yeah. They're very similar. Yeah. It's so true. I, I wish that, um, I like that people are sharing their truth 
because it is the, it is the truth. Like it's, you know, I mean, I don't even think I would have understood how to set my boundaries if I didn't burn myself out in my studio because I would have never, you know, known I needed to do that. I would have just, you know, continued my path. Um, and I had a coach that helped me notice that. So I think it's great. Um, but I do wish that, that the conversation would change a little bit. The words would change a little bit, Yeah, you know, attacking the, the beginning part, but I think, I think hustling can be positive. Right. They're, they're attacking, you know, something completely different, which is burnout, which is a result. Yes. A result. Yes. So the action is not the problem. It's, it's how it, I mean, it's, it's like dieting mm-hmm. if you eat too much of a bad thing. You're going to, you're going to be unhealthy, but if you eat it in moderation, you get to enjoy it and feel good and be healthy. So yeah. there's nothing, I think, I think hustle is important to be successful, but in moderation with intention and in seasons. Well, and finding your flow. Like, I don't, I don't agree with balance. I don't like that word because balance is, you know, equal and that's just not a thing. Yeah, It's just, it's not, you know, when you go on vacation with your family, you're giving more time to your family. You're giving less time to your business. Like, it's just how it works. So I like the idea of flow because you are just kind of going with the flow of the seasons. Um, And yeah, it's like, sometimes you're going to, be a little lazier because you need it. Sometimes you're going to need to stay up a little later and work on your website because you have to. Like, I love, I, yeah, I absolutely love, you have to know your why. You have to know what is it that you want out of it? Because if you are just like going through life, just hustling for no reason, and I don't even know if that would be even considered hustling. I don't, I, I don't know. I, Maybe I felt like in the moment when I was doing it, I was hustling, but the only thing I was getting out of it was burnout. Right. Right. If you don't have a why, why are you doing it? Yeah. And I think mindset is huge too. Like, like that you can literally hustle mentally and burn yourself out in that aspect as well. Oh, 100%. And I think... I love everybody out here sharing their ideas of boundaries, other hairstylists and Mm -hmm. the coaches. That's something that maybe this industry had when I started out in it 13 years ago, but I don't remember it. I I don't remember it. Coach was my teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All I remember is like, you just have to take as many clients as possible and make everyone happy. That's like, the, the one thing that I think traumatized me the most was like, take your business cards and go stand on the street corner. Oh. And out. Yes. Well, so what? exactly. Okay. Let's talk about this for a second because I, you know, what, 17, it'll be 18 years in June. Okay. Since I graduated hair school and got behind the chair and I, for the first two years, I was lucky to have more than two clients in a day for the first two years. I would hand out business cards. I would walk around the shopping center. I mean, I remember them putting ads in the newspaper. You don't know who's going to walk in. You don't get to pick your clients like, you know, and the, and now we've got Instagram, which I think is great. Again, I'm very excited to see what, yeah, what the future is going to look like. Are stylists going to be, you know, busier, faster? I think they are, especially if they're good at taking, 
fucking pictures on their camera, you know? <laughs> um, but it, but it's interesting. Like we didn't have a choice. Like no. you had to hustle it. Well, is that hustle though? Because I was sitting I reading a magazine that. a lot of times too. <laughs> like, I think it was, you know, hustling at certain times, you know, I would, when I graduated 13 years ago, it was, I was leaving um, business cards on pin boards and businesses yep. in bathrooms. Oh, on tables in restaurants when I would leave a restaurant. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. When I like left my, my, my tip for the waitress, I'd leave my business card. Yep. Um I remember my parents had my business cards and they would hand them out. And I, I had Facebook. I don't think Instagram was a thing. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, I didn't, ha- I didn't have, and I, I had MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Oh girl. Yeah. I definitely but I didn't use it for hair. Like that wasn't like a hair thing, and you know, I think that's, like you said, we, you just got what walked in the door and right. you, you had to be good at everything. And now what I see a lot of people saying, and it's really cool and I love it, but it makes a huge difference. It's with the social media marketing that basically every hairstylist does now. And everybody says, talk to the client you want in your chair. Yep. So mm-hmm. they're reaching out and they're, you want to be a balayage specialist? You're only posting balayage pictures. So you're pretty much only attracting balayage clients. Yep. Exactly. If you want to be, you know, a precision cut specialist, you're posting all of these cute bobs and things like that. That's what's going to sit in your chair. Mm -hmm. So, but I do think it's still hustling because you are working hard on putting out the type of client that you want to attract. Right. That's true. It's a whole different kind. Now you're a marketing specialist. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Um, you know, the hair world is changing so quickly, I feel like now with social media. So quickly. I, it's, it's almost unrecognizable from when I started. Do what? It's almost unrecognizable from when I started. Oh, yeah, same, same. I mean, and it's kind of cool, you know, but again, I think that it's leading to stylists thinking that it's not that hard. Yes, which was a misconception I had when I started. I thought, yeah, this is so fun. Right. Whoa. And I've had to educate my clients on it because they're going, oh, you just sit and do hair all day? Nay, nay, friends. Yeah. I Oh, I hate that. No, you just play with hair. (laughs) I could just like get angry. (laughs) You know, the angles that I see when I'm picking your hair up and the chemistry I'm doing in the Not even that. The the emotional energy. Like that's something that I, I think in the last couple years behind the chair is what I really didn't, like I finally realized like, I would be done with my day and I would just sit in my suite in silence for like 30 minutes. And I didn't really understand why, like I was just tired. I just thought of, you know, but it's like, you are just like, you're emotional. You're, you're hearing people's problems all day. You're thinking about formula. Like you forget how exhausting it is to use your mind. Oh, 100%. Like nuts. Like even now, like now that I'm coaching, I mean, I'll do a couple coaching calls and a podcast in a day. I'm fucking tired. I haven't moved from my chair and I'm like, how did I do this all day and stand up and move my hands? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. It, I mean, yeah, you use your mind, your body, every piece of you goes yeah. into doing hair, mind, body, and soul. And I want people listening to, to understand that as well. Like when it, 
Like when you think of rest, like rest doesn't have to be like still productive. Like I know for me for a while, like my rest would be listening to like hair podcasts, but I, it wouldn't help me. I mean, it would help me learn, but it's like, I, my mind needed to rest. I needed something mindless. I needed to go for a walk with music, not a podcast, or I needed to watch fucking Handmaid's Tale, you know, whatever. (laughs) Like (laughs) I call it mindless entertainment. Yes. Things that are mindless entertainment. I don't have to focus on it. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to be super involved with it, but it, I can just relax and let go and not worry about work. Yep. And not feel guilty about it. No, that's the most important thing. I think that is what people who are on the verge of burnout need to understand is you don't feel guilty. Yeah. Because if you're, if you're working so hard to the point of burnout, then obviously there's some sort of demand there for you. Right. And if you take the day off tomorrow, it's still going to be there Monday. The demand is still going to be there Monday. And if one of those clients, you have 10 clients waiting for you to respond to them. And by Monday, what you reach out to one of them and they go, I'm, you know, I didn't hear back from you. I already booked with somebody else. Right. Okay. Well, you've just set a boundary with them that now maybe the next time they'll understand that, oh, Jennifer doesn't reach out to me on weekends. So if I reach out to her on a Friday, I know that I'm going to have to wait until Monday to hear from her. Yeah. So I, I just, it's, it's going to be okay. You can rest and relax and take time for yourself and your whole business is not going to fall apart because of it. I am afraid to lose it all. It's a scarcity mindset. Absolutely. You know, there's no scarcity right now. Everybody's getting vaccinated. They're ready to come back out. I'm hearing from clients that I just heard from a client that I haven't heard from in seven years. Oh, (laughs) well, people are on the move. People are people either that, like you said, they didn't feel safe in the salon that they were in during the pandemic or their stylists weren't reaching out to them during the close. Like people, there's so much movement happening in the industry right now. It's crazy. A ton. Yeah. There are enough heads out there that we can all be successful at it. And I think one thing that I am trying to promote in my area is like, there's no need for competition. Like we can build each other up. Yes. Zero need. There are talented hairstylists on every single, there are so many hair salons in my town. It's ridiculous. You could walk 10 feet and be at another one. Yeah. is talent in every single one of those buildings and they're all hustling they're Mm -hmm. all working hard and they can all take care of you you can get good hair in any one of those salons that you walk into yep so there's no need to be hustling so hard that you burn out that you're going give me all the clients I need all the clients I need all of this I need to be there six days a week 12 hours a day calm down no yeah not everyone's gonna leave you no. All right. Perfect no, example. So much more than hair. Right. And perfect. There's, well, I want to say two things here because I, I read, I listened on a podcast um, a while back and she talks about like, if you think that you are the only person that can take care of somebody, you need to drop your ego. And it was like, it like hit me because like I, it was around the time I was thinking about like stopping and like, I was like, Cause you know, you don't, you don't want to like take a day off. You don't, well, I have to take care of this person. Nobody can take care of them like me, but you know what? 
people can. There are great stylists out there. Maybe the personalities will be different. There's going to, you know, but still like there are like, it's okay. Like it's okay to take a break. And, and Absolutely. the people that are meant to be there will always be there. And I think too, if somebody needs, if there's a, a last minute thing that somebody needs you for, there's no reason that somebody else can't take care of them on that day. And then they see you the next time, right? Because they are coming to you because they love what you do to their hair. They love how you make them feel. They love the conversation. They like to confide in you. They're going to come back for that. Yeah. They're going to go and they're going to get their root touch up from somebody else and their hair is going to look great. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe the blowout isn't the same as what you do. Right. But their color is fine. It gets them to the wedding that they need to go to that weekend or whatever. And the next time they come and see you and they go think, you know, and then I like to say to my clients, now you have a backup. Yep. Yeah. If ever, if, what if I have to cancel sometime or something happens or you have another last minute thing. Now you have Susie Q who you know and have started a relationship with that you could say, Hey Jen, if you don't have anything, does Susie have something? Yep. Now you have, now you have two great hairstylists. Yeah. Well, the, the whole comparison thing, or not even comparison, the whole competition thing is crap. It really is. And, and again, it, it, it's back to the scarcity mindset. There's not enough clients for everyone. There's not enough money for everyone. And it's, that's all crap too. Like it's not true. Absolutely. Um, and even in the coaching space, like I am surrounded by other coaches and it's fine because not like the people that are meant to be there for me are going to be like that resonate with me. will cut. Well, they're going to find me, you know, and yeah. vice versa with everyone else. And it's amazing when you start like collaborating with other stylists or collaborating with other coaches or just collaborating with anyone that's in your same situation or even higher than you. Like, don't be the smartest person in the room. You're in the wrong room. Like yep. it's amazing how much you will excel when you are around people that are quote unquote better than you. I don't really mean better. You know what I mean, but yeah. I know. yeah like, <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad that conversation's happening though. Cause you are seeing it more too. Finally. And I, I think that is kind of where this hustle is toxic idea came from. We're all sharing everything. And I think people are like, what's the word? I don't want to say triggered. I was going to say triggered. <laughs> They're triggered. <laughs> if people like, they, it's almost like a little bit of like PTSD, like, oh God, I burned out. And that was the worst time of my life. And it's, it was toxic and don't do it. Well, and it probably was, but right. But it was the, it was the burnout portion. Exactly. Because the hustle portion got you to where you are. Exactly. And the burnt out portion taught you don't do that again. Don't do the burnout part again. Yes. But we need, we need to separate them. I agree. I think there's a way to hustle health in a healthy way. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And it's not as hard as people think it is. Mm -mm. Because I also think there's this misconception of what hustle is. You know, it's be busy, be doing something all the time, but no, set a goal. It, all it really is, is setting a goal and doing what you need to get there. It doesn't mean that it has to be done today or tomorrow. Set a timeline and achieve your goal. That is hustle. Yep. 
building yeah. yourself up, creating something, working hard. I think working hard is hustling. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, that's what it like. The definition of hustle is like getting somewhere quick. Like you hustle through an airport because you're going to miss the plane. Like, you know, and it's, I, and you know, you've got to make sure that it fits your lifestyle and your sustainability as well. You know, like I, I consider myself like an anti-hustler. Like I have my seasons, but like, I don't like to hustle. I don't enjoy it. You know, like I, I just don't like, I, I mean, I like getting things checked off my list, but I'm also very like, okay, this, I'll have a date when it needs to be done and like it'll get done by that date. But like, I don't love the constant like go, go, go. But I know that about myself and it took me doing it and realizing that I don't like it. And that is okay. It is 100%. Yeah. And things still get done. I still get shit done. It may not be faster than the person next to me because I don't want it to be because I like to chill. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and that is okay. And I think that's the thing. It's like, you know, with this, with the online space where somebody says their truth and then somebody complains that, you know, if that doesn't work for you, then, then just tip it. <laughs> like too, What social media portrays, it's, it's every, it's everybody's highlight reel. Exactly. It just, it, are they hustling or, you know, just, just do what you need to do to be successful. Let's talk about this for a second too, because I, this is something that has like stood out in my mind too lately is I was reading this book and it was talking about how, if you were to say, oh my gosh, Misty, I bet you're so busy. And I said, no, actually I'm not automatically, maybe not you, but somebody else would think I'm unsuccessful. Right. Like, like automatically our minds go, oh, that sucks. Like poor Misty. You know, when in actuality, it's like, no, everything's great. I just plan it out to a, a place that like, I can go have a drink with my friend today if I want to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I it's do. like this mindset of like, if you don't seem busy and you don't seem like you're hustling, then you're not successful. I think that goes back to something else that we touched on uh, a few weeks ago is there's like this generational shift I, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but I know my parents worked a nine to five. Mm-hmm. My dad was military. My mom was a veterinary technician. And I feel like, and, and maybe it's just the situation where, because I am an entrepreneur, I just see all these entrepreneurs over there, but I feel like this generation, you know, millennials and Gen Z There are entrepreneurs everywhere, this working for somebody else, nine to five hamster wheel, um, you know, building somebody else's business up is not as common as there are so many startups. Mm -hmm. There are so many, the independent stylist is, they're everywhere. Um, And I think that's the difference too, is we're shifting out of that oh, you're not busy. You're, you must not be working. You must not, you must not be, you're not successful. And I think that's that old, our parents kind of mindset. And there's nothing wrong with a nine to five. I know so many people who love their nine to five, but I'm just seeing like a shift of more entrepreneurs out there. And I think that's where this, there's more of an attack on the word hustle because to be an entrepreneur, 
can you be an entrepreneur without hustling, without working hard? Right. Or doing, or let's put it this way too. Is hustle even working hard or is it doing things you don't want to do? Or is it, I think it's both because like, I know like for me, like there's just things right now with this new business where I just like don't enjoy doing them, but they have to be done and I'm, I'm going to do them, you know? So it's like, like I still am enjoying the journey, but there's always the things you don't want to do in everything, you know? And it's like, it's like, again, you know, back to social media, we're seeing all the good stuff. We're seeing all the fun stuff, all the, you know, and it's like, but there's always going to be the shit you don't want to do. Like it can't all be as long as the goal and like the intention makes you happy. Like do it. Do it. Yeah. There was um now I'm gonna show my age a little bit. There was a TikTok <laughs> the other day that I watched. Um that she is a salon owner mm-hmm. and she was like walking out, she was like what people think salon owners are like. And she was like walking through the middle of her salon, like hair flipping and like snapping at people and all fancy and stuff. And it was like, what salon ownership is actually like. Was she scrubbing the toilet? Scrubbing the toilet. I saw that. <laughs> like yeah. all that kind of stuff. And um, like, I, I think that sums it up, doesn't yeah. it? You know, mm-hmm. that's people see this, all this fancy stuff, like, oh, you have a salon, you do this, you only, you, this is the one that I have to educate people on, my clients, they go, oh, you only work three days now? No, I work seven. Right. I just see clients three days. I just, I'm just behind the chair three days a week. Right. Um, Because you're always doing something, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to go, I'm going in today to clean toilets. Right. Okay. Right. You know, and tomorrow I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, I think too. And and this is something that I've worked on this year is like, I think because of that old school mindset, that nine to five, that always have to be busy. I would find myself doing shit that didn't move the needle. Like I would just like be like, I have to sit at my desk for this amount of time. And it would, it would be mindless. And that's not enjoyable either, you know? And it makes you feel like you're forgetting something. Yes. or am I not successful? I'm sitting here. It's only 12 o'clock and I don't know what else to do today. Right. I must, I'm not working as hard as them or I'm not going to be as successful as them, but that's not true. No, it's all. not. And when you shift your mindset, like, so what I did was like, okay, like it, whatever I'm doing has to move my needle, the, the needle. What does that mean? Okay. So I, if I'm sitting at my desk, it has to be pushing my business forward. If I am, you know, doing something for my family, like going to the grocery store, cleaning something like that moves the needle in my family life. If I'm sitting down and reading a book that moves the needle where the rest that I need, like, like it doesn't have to be, but I don't want to sit here and just like, you know, fuck around with my website because I feel like I have to sit here until, you know, four o'clock or I didn't do anything. And I mean, I think that would quickly lead to burnout. Exactly. you're doing something that is not moving you forward because you're going to go, I spent all this time today and what did I accomplish? Exactly. Nothing. I changed yeah. a couple of pictures on my website. whoop de doo Yep. I know um, one of my coaching students, you know, she had like spent all this time doing this like big promotion and then she ended up like not doing it. 
And um, that was that's kind of one of those things, right? It's like one of those things where like, I'm going to sit in front of my computer. I'm just going to make myself feel busy because it makes me feel better. It makes me look more successful. I can post on my Instagram stories how busy I am, but it doesn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, but now that was just time wasted to show the world that you're busy and successful. Yeah. And I, I, I think too, what's weird is this need to tell everybody how busy and successful that we are. Yes. Yes. Why? I don't need confirmation. Does it, does it feel good when somebody comes in and compliments me on my, my drywall mudding? Sure it does. Sure it does. I don't ever want to do it again. Yeah. Sure it does. Does it do does it feel good when people tell me that they're proud of me? Absolutely. But if I'm seeking it out, it feels it's not genuine. You're finding validation in other people when really just walking into your space and going, I did this should be validation enough. Yeah. 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 The validation of knowing you put in the hard work. Yeah to be able to take the time off or to do the things, that's what feels good. And I think we just need to disassociate the hustle and the burnout. Boundaries are so important. Boundaries prevent burnout Mm -hmm. um, big time. I just learned this like (laughs) six months ago, just learned this. And I'm getting, it's hard because I'm getting a lot of pushback from people because for the past seven years, there's, I, I I just, I'm an open door here. I'm, I'm at your service whenever you need me. And so I've had some really tough conversations just in the past several weeks. Yeah. And I've had some people show their true colors and say hurtful things Mm -hmm. and it's been hard, but I tell people, and I'm trying to tell other salon owners in my area and friends and family that there's a difference. So it, no matter what I do, it's going to suck for a little bit, right? I'm going to set this boundary with this client and normally they need, they need to come in in six weeks, but I don't have anything. I, I have something in nine weeks and that's when I can get them in, but they're mad, right? They're mad that normal. Well, why can't you come in early or stay late or well, because I can't, because I have this boundary now. So it's an uncomfortable moment and it sucks mm-hmm. and they're upset with me. So, but we find a resolution one way, shape or form. They either wait nine weeks or they see somebody else in six and then they see me again in 12, whatever. Or I break that boundary and I come in on my day off and I get them in in six weeks. But what happens when I do that? You got to do it I'm, again next six weeks and the next well, six I'm weeks. I'm cutting it for two weeks. Yeah. I look at my book and uh, two weeks down, I go, oh, why did I do that? Why I'm, I'm so dumb. Like I could have just, I don't want to do this. And then I wake up that morning and I go, I don't want to go to work today. It's supposed to be my, my day off. And then I go in and I'm grumpy because I'm there. And it's like, I'm either miserable for the five minute conversation. And then I'm relieved that I, like, as soon as they walk out the door, I'm like, oh, uh, good job, Jennifer. Like, I'm proud of you. Yes. Or I break that boundary and I'm uncomfortable for two weeks because of it. Uh, it's way, but it sucks for five minutes or it sucks for two weeks. Yes. I love I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to suck for five minutes. Yeah. Personally. 
It's so true. It's so true. I mean, there's been times, so I, I was kind of the same, like it wasn't until I went into my suite that I really understood how and why to do boundaries. And I did, I, I mean, I had people that were with me for over 10 years and I had to have harder conversations because I was changing shit up and yeah, you feel better. And th- there was times when I wouldn't set my boundary and then I would be so mad at myself And I would either text them later or I would wait till their next appointment. I would set it again and it made it a little bit harder, but you know, you're just glad that you did it. And it's funny because those people that really cannot, you know, stick with like, get down with your boundaries, they disappear and you'll be so glad. And the new people that reasons, right. And the new, exactly. If you're not convenient to them anymore, then they're going to move on, you know? And, but the funny thing is, is, when you start getting new clients and you set those boundaries from the beginning, your business is fucking beautiful. Yes. It's great. People respect your time, your money, you like your, it's amazing and it's worth it. It it makes work enjoyable. Yep. Yeah. 100% more enjoyable. And that's what I'm finding. I, I don't want to say I'm weeding out people because I love, I genuinely love all of my clients. Um, but I'm not just because I love them. Doesn't mean that I'm the right stylist for them. Right. I can do their hair beautifully, but I might not have the the schedule flexibility that they need. Right. They could be like a, have a job where they're on call and they have to go in last minute or change their schedule last minute. I might not be the right fit because I book out three months in advance. Yep. And if change your appointment. Well, now I can't see you until August. Right. So I let's get you to somebody who has a little bit more flexibility, who maybe can come in on their day off for you. Yeah. Is willing to, or doesn't mind doing that. I can't do that. I won't do that. Right. I can, I won't. Yeah. And that's setting your boundaries. So that to, again, like you said, to avoid the burnout. Yeah. And I'm, there are situations where I will still go in on a day off. I'm not because you want to. Yes. And it's usually like, I have a client getting married here that lives in Arizona. I'm going to come in on my day off for her because she flew from Arizona to come in. Right. It's not something that she wants to do all the time. You know, I'm not doing it for for her all the time or I have a client next week coming in from um, New England. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to come in early for her to get her in because she's, this is not common. This but is you're not, not upset about it, right? Like you're, no. yeah. See, and that's the I'm difference. I'm a little like, oh, I got to get up early, but I'm excited <laughs> to see her, you know? Yeah. I'm excited, to go and I'm excited to see her. I'm excited to catch up with her. And then I don't know, maybe next year when she comes back into town, you know, it's, it's almost more of a catch up session and Hey, can you do my hair while I'm there? Right. You know? Oh my gosh, I'm excited. I'm going to be in town. I get to come see your new salon. Like, and can you throw a glaze on my hair? Right. Well, at the end of the day, it's your choice and it's, you know, you get to choose what makes you happy and choose what your capacity is. Absolutely. You just have to set your boundaries Mm -hmm. and hustle with intention and your life will be beautiful. Change your mindset, be positive. Don't think yucky things. Yeah. it, it changes everything. It really does. And it, it I does. You talked about it just a few days ago about your mindset. Cause it sounds so simple, you know, like it sounds too simple, 
But it's so true. When you truly believe that you can have something, deserve something, you know, that there's an abundance of something, that shit comes to you because you believe it and you take the actions to get those things. It is so bizarre. It's like, it's like magic. I don't even know how it works. <laughs> it just does because it, it, I just, it's, I have had the best six months of my life opening this shop because I have set boundaries and changed my mindset. And it just, things just flourish. Your life just take, does a 180. Not that it was like going in a bad direction, but it just, great things just kind of walk into your life when yeah. you're confident in your decisions and you think happy things, think like this is going to work out. This is going to be good. You know, we're going to have, we're going to be busy. Like things are going to pick back up after COVID, all that stuff. It just happens. Well, you have to be open to it. You know, if you would have went back and your client, you know, to that salon and like in your mind, well, I have to stay here. I have no other options. You know, if that's how you felt, then you never would have, you'd never be where you are now because you never opened up the possibility that anything could be different. Right. You have to, that is very true. And I say that all the time. Like you have to be open to opportunities. Mm -hmm. I love just, I am like this. I don't, it's like I spy for me all the time. I'm looking <laughs> around like, Ooh, that building's for rent. I wonder how much they want for that building or somebody will say something to me and I'm like, Oh, you want to do this? Like, I'll help you do. I looked at my husband the other day. I said, Hey, you want to start a business? <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> driver. And he was like, what? And I said, what do you want to do? You want to do something? Like right. you, you stepped up and let me go out and do this. Like now it's my turn, like support you. You want to work for yourself? What do you want to do? What do you yeah. Do? Let's do something. Like you just got to be open to it all the time. And they, it just finds you. Yeah. It just, Blocks in your lap. Well, and it's crazy too. Like I like even coaching money, like I still have money blocks, you know, and I recently was like, I want a mil, I want like to be a millionaire when I'm older. Like I, I do, I want that. Like I want an over million dollar net worth, you know, and, and it's the first time I ever said it out loud. It's the first time I ever thought it because a million dollars just seems like you're never going to have that. Like to me, like it was like something that it's like, oh, like I'll be happy with a hundred thousand, 200,000, you know what I mean? And then, so well, now I finally like say it out loud and now I see it. Like, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Like our house is going to be paid off like by 50. We're halfway there. Like, yeah, you know, like literally like that. Oh my God, it is a possibility. And it's so amazing. now it's like everything that I'm choosing to do is pointing me to that direction because I see that it's even a possibility. Yeah. Cause you can't Absolutely. just keep pushing things off and going, well, I don't, that's not for me. I'll never be able to do that. I'll never be able to do this because then guess what? You won't. Yeah. 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 Everything, everything and anything is possible. Sometimes you just need the right tools mm -hmm. and a little bit of support and you can do anything, anything, literally anything. If you had told me a year ago that I was going to be doing concrete work, I have a video of me on opening day of the salon I'm and I'm in my car and there's like a scaffold behind me and there's like concrete and drywall mud on the roof of my car and I have I have photos of me just like covered in stuff and that's why I, I remember people being like you're doing that you're doing this 
Well, yeah, because A, it needs to get done. Right. Somebody's got to do it. (laughs) Anybody else to do it. But like, I just had to buy the right tools and I would ask people, you know, Hey, have you ever done this before? How do you do it? Do you have any recommendations? Like you can do anything. You can be a millionaire. You can be a billionaire. Like you can do anything. You just have to be open to it. You have to be willing to work a little bit. There probably will be sacrifices, but set your boundaries, set your goals. And that's, that's the, the biggest battle right there. Yeah. And I love what you just said about the concrete thing about like, you have to have the right tools and you ask for help yeah. like that. Cause that can go with anything, anything, fitness, Absolutely. money, work, anything, anything across the board. And like I said it when I was in the shop doing stuff and building things and the girls call me, they have like an alter ego of Jackhammer Jen. So they call me <laughs> and I'm uh when I'm in construction mode. Um, but like when I was Jack, I was <laughs> about the, the stuff going on around me. Right. I, and I actually found that I really enjoy that stuff. So I got like, I have my own table saw now and like a tool belt, a little work bag, but like, it's just, that's all you need. And it really, you can take that out of that construction frame and just apply it to anything. And that's what I've done. I've applied it to anything. There's nothing that we cannot do. There are things, some things that I choose not to do. I don't want to change my oil. Right. I don't want to, my husband can do that, but I could there. Why can't I, why can't you become a millionaire? Why can't I, you know, just everything you can do anything at all. Just have the right tools, ask the right people and set your boundaries and hustle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, you know what? That's, I love this so much. I knew this would be a good conversation. I'm going to end it on that because I feel like that that's like a good spot because I could go on and on. I feel oh, like, I um, it. Jen, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Of course. I'm super excited for you. I'm excited to see what more you're going to build with your life. Thank you. And I'm one gonna- of these days I'll have to get up there and, and teach oh, everyone I- about some money. I- <laughs> is there any last words you would like to say to the people just hustle but don't burn out yeah amen to that associate the two they're not the same they are not the same jen thank you so much absolutely thank you Once again, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to find um, Jen's salon on Instagram, it is absolutely gorgeous, by the way. You can find her at FringeFXBG on the gram. Um, Definitely give her a follow. And if you loved hearing this conversation, don't forget to screenshot it, post it on the gram, tag me, tag her salon, all the things. And thank you so much for listening. I will talk with you on the next one.